I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lakey, you've got your head bobbing. What's going on? I haven't seen you in this good a mood since, well, the last night's win, but uh, what, what's going on? Why are you so chill? mate. We're on, we are the best team in the competition. They're not. Right. <laughs> is it too this early? Is, a... is it just too early to start going on about that? Oh, no, it isn't, mate. We have been a pro Knights, pro Cowboys combination for how many years? Two, three, yeah, four, two or three decades? Yeah. Uh, it's about time one of our teams actually starts winning. So there you go. I'm going to let you ride that one out. Um, I'll give you, I don't know, 15 seconds Mate, away you go before we get into we, it. This might be the first and possibly last time both of our sides are in the top eight together. I think <laughs> we both up and about. We're loving life at the moment. How good. I know it's only Certainly two is. weeks in and, you know, we, we have some Muppets these weeks that we might roll over to. But, um, yeah, it's been good fun to watch the boys playing some good footy the first couple of weeks as opposed to what I'm used too. to. Yeah. Under man, despite having a man in your side. So there you go. Uh, well done to the Knights. Anyway, that'll do for them. Let's move on to Supercoach, mate. I thought it might have been you bumping around, bouncing around because you've had such a good week. How did you go last week? At you've been 10, dying to tell us. Oh, 10.70, 10.68, something like that. Was it 10.69? Was it 10.69? I knew it was around there. <laughs> I, was. I thought that was some gear, but clearly not. 10.69, no. huge. What yeah. did you do right? I don't know. Honestly, I looked at my okay. team and I thought I didn't have too many wins across the board. I captained for feeder, who didn't really kill it. Um, but a couple of my pods went okay. My um, Jackson Polo pod, who actually got shifted mid-game because he was being so terrible and then got you know a gift fall over the line. He ended up with an 81. So it's just little plays like that that helped me rise up the board a bit. Yeah, I rose uh, 40K mm. off the leaderboard. So it was a good uh, good shift. That's why, actually, I'm so just trying to hold myself back from feeding it to the likes of Wen and Wilf, uh, who else you got, Copes, Joe Fitz, all these guys that are floundering in like 80K because they are a good week away from storming up the rankings as you did. So I had 996. I did okay. Still not cracking a 1,000 two weeks in a row. It's like years of old. I to say many, many people have, and it's gone back to the old scoring, as you just said, and uh, it's really tightened up the game a bit. So the 1200s are uh, almost a thing of the past. And I think I, I spoke to someone on Twitter about this the other day. It's it, one good week will rocket you right up the rankings. So don't throw away your – don't delete app just yet. Um, back your research, back your trades, whatever you need to do, you'll be, you'll be right up there soon enough. Certainly will. It's the year of the trade boost. We've got plenty of them in the bank as well. So plenty of time and plenty of opportunities to fix your side as you go out on this marathon. So it's a big pot actually, like it's round three and it's the first round where or the last round before price rises. So obviously next week is where we start to see uh, the likes of Turbo fall down in price. You see the likes of the Cheapies, the Kings, 
uh, jump up. So it's now or never to get on board with some of them or get off, jettison them from your side if you need need to. So it's a really big week for Supercoach. It's probably the biggest week of the year, I'd say, just trying to get that mix right. And now that we've got three trades, it's not? I don't think it's the biggest week. No, round one's got to be the biggest week. You're trying to no. get your team right. Yeah, no, but as yeah, you're right. This is probably uh, 1B, I'd say, as okay, far as teams go. go. Yeah, It's up there. Exactly up right. There. Exactly right. And we've, as you said, we've got the benefit of a trade boost this year. Previous years, we, we had three or four uh, cheapies that we missed out on and we just could not get them all. We had to either cop a uh, price loss somewhere or um, – miss out altogether this year you can run your trade boost and grab a bunch more guys straight away so really helps with the cash generation early yeah we were all wondering do you save it for the end of the year and it's clear no you do not you (laughs) do not you fix (laughs) fix the crap unless you're flying high which in in any case you need to save them because i guess before we get into the main uh chunky parts of the pod let's go through a little bit of housekeeping so we mentioned last week uh how many trades you need to save throughout the year i think we said six I actually uh, racked my mathematical brain and it's not actually six. It's a little bit higher because, and this is the assumption that everyone will use their five trade boosts throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 15 trades right there. So take that away from your 42, you get, I was waiting for you. Oh no, I thought you were explaining. You had a... <laughs> I thought you drew a blank. I was like, crap, this is your math brain at work. <laughs> Just testing, right? 27. So you have 27 trades in total. So take away those five rounds from your 24 where you have to make trades. You've got 19, max of 38 there. So you get 27 into 38. You need to save 11. Uh, how many have you saved so far? Uh, two. I haven't made a trade as yet. Oh, um, giddy up. Yeah, that's right. So I sort of went... I was trading out Sean Russell last week and then I went, listen, I can give these guys one more week before I boot him and, and figure out who I need to bring in. And I'm glad I did. I was looking at uh, Gildart who had a 12 and I was looking at um, Selwyn Cobbo who had a 20. So either of those trades would not have helped me at all. Um, but yeah, no, I can now reassess and figure out what I'm going to do from here. There you go. So just under half of each or half of the rounds throughout the year, you've got to save a trade in. So it's not the end of the world. Like I've saved one. So I mean, I'm happy with that. I've used the three this week. But uh, for now, anyway, happy with where things are sitting for the time being. Uh, so it is a big pod. As we said, we're going to do the usual uh, team news. We've mixed it up a little bit. We're not going to do a game by game. We've got a, uh, a nice little sound bite that I ran by you uh, before we went to air. That'll yeah, go down wait. like, yeah, <laughs> lead balloon style. Uh, trade boost, we'll talk about whether to use that. I think we've jumped the gun there and um, like I'm pretty keen to uh, smack that button there. Um, some big topics of conversation coming out this week as well. Turbo, huge one, 20% owned across the competition, just what people are doing with him. And um, Actually, I'm, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate there because I don't think you should be jettisoning him as quickly as some people are, but uh, we'll talk about him. Uh, we did have a one question put to <laughs> us on Twitter. So you did throw the... Uh, the net out. And I did. I threw it out late and we got one bite. It was... Uh, yep. So we'll address that one. It's a good question yeah, though. It was one that... It was a really good question as it turns out, but it, uh, I think it's uh, going to... I've been racking my brain about it all day. There you go. That's it. Uh, quality over quantity. Uh, some centering pods. We'll chat about some of them because there are a lot stacked in that position now. Maybe it's early days, but maybe these guys are uh, the guys we should be looking at. Uh, centering, it's always a volatile spot as we know. 
halves. What are we doing with them? Uh, just a bit of a check on how people have gone in that position so far this year. There's some surprise names in the uh, top averaging halves and five eighths. Very, very weird uh, start to the year. Fords, we'll chat about them. Uh, definitely not those front rowers. They are an absolute problem child for me. I'm sure they are with a lot of people. Just what are we doing with them? Some traps. We've got a few on the list here uh, to go through. People you just shouldn't be ignoring. Just stay away from them, we reckon, uh, and save your trades for next week if you can. Uh, we'll chat through some of them. And then some holds. So it's almost like a buy-sell hold to finish the, the pod. But uh, you and I have got one name each there that we are holding in our respective sides. So guys, mm-hmm. we do not think you should be rage trading just yet. Uh, we'll finish with a look at some of the top 10 trade-ins and trade-outs. Uh, so yeah, quite a big pod to get through. I'm looking forward to it um, because I th- I'm hoping by the end of the pod, I've got my uh, I'd completely cancelled the trades that I've made throughout the day and I'm starting on a clean slate. By mm-hmm. the end of the pod, I want to have redone my side. So okay. there's three names on my target list to get out. Uh, Stefano Utokamanu, uh, Sean Russell, still got mm-hmm. him. So I think maybe time. I was saying last week to hold on, but I think, yeah, he's just uh, wasting time on my bench at the moment. And also Helam Lukey, guy that hasn't quite worked out in the Cowboys. So looking to get rid of him before his price drops. So three names I've got to get rid of. Just who I bring them in for is the uh, hot topic for me anyway. So hopefully you give me some answers as we go. Uh, before we get into it, leave us a rating. Remember, uh, the, the better the rating or the funnier the rating, actually, the more likely we'll read it out on air. We do like constructive criticism. Feed it to us. We love it. Uh, so leave us a rating, whatever podcast app you listen to. Try and reply to our Twitter questions. It makes Lakey have a little bit better day uh, <laughs> before he writes his team's analysis. Um, actually, AJW, we never shout you out enough. Uh, loyal fan on the site there. Always gives us a shout out. Some of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my life, nrlsupercoachdork.com. Uh, he will be writing my future wife's wedding vows for her. I think he's that good and that complimentary. I don't think anyone else yeah, could do no, it. Better. that's right. I've never seen anybody speak so highly of another man in my life. Um, but, yeah, AJ really has a way with words. Certainly does. And just before we go in as well, got another great joke for you, mate. You know, remember that really funny one I told you the other yeah, day? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah? yes. I reckon I've topped it. Uh, reactions have been slightly better than mixed for this one. Uh so, go you go into yep. a bathroom, you're Australian, you come out of the bathroom and you're Australian. What are you when you're in there? I know this one. European. Yeah. Yes. You've nailed it. You know, not many people have known that one. Shout out Tim Stern of Sporting Woods Podcast for that one. No. <laughs> when he told me that. Oh, he's like year six humor, that one. But yeah, that's it. My kids will love that one when they listen to it. <laughs> Always a bit of fun here on the SC Report. We love it. All right, Lakey, <laughs> let's get into the team news. And, ooh, that's a bit of a different sound, boy. Yeah, that's what is news it? That's what we're used to. Ooh. <laughs> this... Could that be a bit of good, bad, and the ugly? Like yeah, I'm gonna. Mate. This is uh, <laughs> this is all good as far as I'm concerned. Nothing bad or ugly about this. This is all good. Uh, absolutely not. So team, but oh, game by game, we usually go through them all, talk about the ins and outs and all that. But you've already gone and spent four hours doing that yourself on the site nrlsupercoachtalk.com. Lakey, you're tired. You're worn out from all Never. that team's analysis. Never. I'm just I'm just talking in headlines here. So I want headline grabbing. Uh, pieces. So I've gone good, like bad, George and ugly. Burgess headline type grabbing pieces? Not or? quite. Not right, quite. Okay. That was probably in the latter. 
of the, yep. of the GPUs. <laughs> so starting at the Gs and uh, uh, the opposite, the anti-buzz, Rothfield, are uh, the goods. So a couple of interesting names in some team lists today. Nathan Cleary and Brandon Smith both named in extended reserve lists. So for Cleary, that's great yeah, news. That's uh, huge. It's him back and dropping price in no time, <laughs> which will be great. Brandon Smith, on the other hand, I've got him in good now just because... Uh, Harry Grant has succumbed to COVID. Spoiler alert, that was the bad. But Brandon Smith now, do they rush him back? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's still early days. They've got two wins on the trot sort of thing. So uh, don't risk him if his hand is not 100%. But just seeing his name there in the extendeds, uh, it has to give you some pause about, um, you know, plenty of people traded him out last week after he was going to be gone for a few weeks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be back if nothing else. It was a strange one. Like he had the arm and the or the hand still casted fully and like obviously he's in the news for giving it to Latrell, which was pretty hilarious. But yeah, weird. Um, I thought he was longer term than that. But um, I don't know whether it's just silly buggers being played by uh, Cam. Cam what's, his, <laughs> what's that coach's name? <laughs> Craig. Yeah, that no name sort of yeah. underknown, under... <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, it's it's it's. I was the same. He was what three to four weeks out with that hand injury, so we're looking sort of an extended run as Harry Grant is the main man with Wishart coming off the bench if needed. Um, but yeah, just seeing him name, I wonder though, uh, depending on what sort of COVID uh, issues they're having at the club, whether they just had to throw him in as a name to get a twenty-four man squad, but. Mm. Um, you know, if he doesn't get up, you've got Jaden Nicarima there who can come in at the nine as well. He can play a bit of that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting watch with Styles' mail coming into that one. Certainly is, and it poses another question on uh, – oh, I've got to get his name right – Josh King, the Storm King. Uh, he's obviously still named at lock, starting lock. It's going to be his third game in a row there, so on the bubble. But whether Brandon Smith comes back, and you'd imagine Harry Grant's there next week, if Brandon Smith's back healthy, uh, it, it really raises some trap questions about Josh King. If you don't already have him like I don't. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. That name, B. Smith, is a little concerning for me. Okay. We'll talk about him a little bit later, but I disagree on that trap call. All right. We'll save it for the end. Talon May, he's another name. Uh, guy that we looked at in the offseason there, didn't get the shout out or didn't get the start in round one, but he is there for Brian Toto, who's gone six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So Taylor May's given first crack at the wing spot there. It's um, a handy side to be on because you've got Jerome Luai playing out that direction as well. He's due a few attacking stats for my own supercoach side, so I'd love to see it. But 256K, you can wait a couple of weeks, as we always say. These guys aren't going anywhere because it's his first game. But uh, great news anyway, another cheapy candidate on the bubble. And with that unfortunate Toto news means he's potentially a longer-term play than we might have thought. So yeah, that's right. It'll uh, give you about two yeah. months, so he could, you know, potentially top out in price along that way if he gets a good run. The only concern I have, and it is a small one considering how well he's going, but he's going to be outside Isaac Targo, so it's an all rookie edge over there, um, center wing combinations. But um, you know, Targo's shown more than enough in my view. He's defended stoutly and um, got some attacking about him as well so i think they're going to be just fine my final on the good list here and as we went to where checked physio's twitter and uh, maybe it's not so good but connor watson named to start for the roosters so looking pretty dicey with that shoulder injury last week uh it turns out that he might have a little bit more of an issue than we thought so one to three weeks 
is the usual return to play for a subluxation. Um, mm. Thank you, Physio. Well but, uh, yeah, so named in the nine jersey. He was benched last week, so still came on and scored a billion points. But Connor Watson named to start there for the time being. So, yeah, keep an eye out on Astasi's mail, as we said. Uh, any goods? Any other goods that I've missed? Uh, I don't I care about Caelan Ponga, just FYI. No, he's back. He's back and better than ever coming yep, into an unbeaten side. Um, but no, the only other one I would mention, it is another night, but Mitch Barnett gets a uh, starting spot back now with the injury to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Um, he's a little bit overpriced with a big BE at the moment, but if he can lock that down, we know he's a gun. Cool. Bad. A uh, couple in the list here. We've still got ugly to go. That's a bit... A bit awful, but uh, Schiller, cheapy Raiders centre wing, drops out for the returning Rapana. Hadn't start or set the world on fire in his couple of weeks there, and immediately drops out. He's thirty five percent owned. Yeah, not the end of the world, but not ideal. No, listen, it was always a risk. We always knew Rapana was coming back, and he was going to get a wing spot. Um, a lot of people were hoping that it wouldn't be at Schiller's expense. Everyone just saw the basement price rookie and went crazy, obviously. But he had six mm. points last week. So, I mean, him- mighty, mighty defensive unit. That's so, right. So, good six points. Uh, considering he is basement price and he's played two games, he's on the bubble with a break even of 25. So, he's mm. likely not making money this week. And considering he's dropped out altogether, he's not an AE anymore. Um, yep. So, it's maybe some silver linings. But again, comes back, his center wing comes back into the side and scores three tries in one game and makes you 150k. You just don't know, but hang on because there's no one else you can really trade down. And another bad here, Angus Crichton benched for Nat Butcher. So it's not, I don't, wouldn't consider it ugly because I think last week for me, Cam Murray got benched yeah, on that's the, right. in yep. the Rabideau side and then instead came out and played Ben a full sort of 60, 65 minutes, not including golden points. So maybe, I, I mean, I have no idea about this rotation because Nat Butcher killed it last week. On, um, did he play on uh, two side when he yeah, went off no, the he played on the left. Um, I distinctly remember him scoring on the left. So I think, mm. um, yeah, I think Crichton was over on the right-hand side. He's just not getting any ball or he's not doing anything with it. I don't know what the issue is. He did have off-season elbow surgery, I believe. So whether he's come back a little bit underdone, not sure. But, yeah. It's, uh, it's a concern because I know he's very highly owned. He's obviously one of the guns of our game and people were toying up already whether they should trade him out. And I think this might have just driven the nail in the coffin. Yeah, plenty of uh, ball needs to go to the side of Crichton and Billy Smith as well. A lot of owners that are tearing their hair out waiting to see some quality action down their side not to be. And then the uglies caught a few here. So Grant, as we mentioned, out with COVID. We played him, we've owned him since the start of the year. You and I, as a lot of people do, and he's played one out of three games. So... Uh, quality over quantity, how good was that last week? I think oh, it just goes to show you need this ripper. guy on your side. Compared still to the got other a 30-point average across three weeks, so yeah. it's not the worst in the world. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, more than Cody Walker can say for himself, but there you go. Uh, Hastings out for three weeks was not successful. It's been a pretty rough trot for the old Tigers, but again, no luck for them at the judiciary. Three weeks for Hastings. That's nasty stuff. Uh, could have been two, but he's gone. Challenged it, failed. Uh, see you later, son. And at Another bad one for the Tigers, ugly one. Tuolangi out with a head knock. So mm. did sub off last week, 50 minutes in, 20-odd points, and now misses this week. So, again, not the end of the world. He'll be back uh, later on. But it's coming up now that we've lost Grant and Tuolangi as an option to play mm-hmm. in our 17. It's really sort of scrambling to um, to fill that 
side with quality players. In and listen, coach, so. like there would be plenty in this game that have a Schiller, Crichton, Hastings, Grant, Tualangi combo, mm-hmm. um, and you're in a world of hurt. But that's what the trade boost is for. You can now replace three of them and actually get a decent side on the park. It's not been crisis mode yet, this COVID stuff, but it is starting to get a little bit annoying. So, I don't know. Yeah, we knew it would happen during the year. It hasn't taken down whole teams yet. It's just no, been isolated no, cases right. as it is was in the NFL um, as it is here. So, I mean, for now anyway, it's manageable, but the trade boosts were for crises like this. So, if that's the case for you, make sure to use that one. All right, let's get into the the meat of the pod here. Uh, first off, let's just start on that same topic, trade boost. Is it time to use it this week? Uh, I'm firmly on the affirmative side of things. There's a lot of people to move on. I think there's a lot of people on the bubble. If you are going to use three, I wouldn't even reconsider. Just do it. Um, yeah, and move on. Like it's uh, what it's yeah. there for. We've, we've lost Harry Grant to COVID now. We need to. We need some points. Yeah, we spoke at length about this in the preseason, and we're both sort of on the same train of thought that you use it now to try and up your cash generation early on and pick those guys up that you missed out on. So I'm of the yes camp as well. I haven't had a good look personally at the moment um, at what I would do or how if I would use it, but I'm absolutely not adverse to, to pressing the button this early. Um, you need to fix your issues before they... Um, you know, become a cancer in your team. Absolutely. And I can see the merit to saving it. As we did say at the top of the pod, if you have 11 uh, trades to save throughout the year, you might as well use it if your team is not in crisis mode. So if you're in the top 1K or whatever and your team's looking really good, you only need yeah, to bring in one or two guys. And absolutely 100%. Do don't use it for the sake of using it. I mean, don't use it just because it's there. But if you... No sideways if, trades. Yeah. If you need one. to make some fixes, by all means. But, um, you know... It's so easy to make trades in this game. It's so easy to get carried away with swapping guys in and out. But, you know, you, they are precious and they're probably this year more than most. But um, let's say if I can get away with just using two this week, I'm going to. But if I uh, if I identify a third area that I want to fix up to, I'm, you know, I won't hesitate. <coughs> Sorry, not good enough. <laughs> not at you. I do like the timing of that one, though. But no, yeah. oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, again. you doubled me again. I certainly did because it's such a contentious one. Turbo, you and I don't own him, so it's actually quite fun uh, sitting back and watching what people do with this guy. But uh, 1.2 mil, had a bit of a down couple of weeks, one moment of brilliance, uh, got ankle tapped before a line break in round one. But last week, the defensive unit of the Chooks just manned up on him took him down every time he had the ball, got nothing going out on that. Uh, he's just doing sweeping plays. He's yep. not you know, popping up as much as he did last year, not playing off the back of broken play and things like that. So first two weeks have been a write-off, as we suspected it might have been. So, Lakey, the big question is, what do owners of Turbo do with him now? Would you trade him out or is there a reason or three or four to keep him? There definitely is a reason or two or three or four to keep him Um he, you got him knowing that the first two weeks were going to be rough rides. Um, the fact that he put up 62 in week one against the Pan- uh, was it the Panthers in week one, he probably over uh, exceeded my expectations in that game, but um, really came back to earth last week against the Chooks. They really didn't let Manly get anything going and especially focused in on Turbo. They figured early, figured out early that if they shut him down, they shut down Manly attacks. So, Maybe teams have worked that out and it's uh, just worthwhile getting Turbo out so you don't lose out on all that money. But 
I know for a fact that when turbo owners, because I had this conversation with a couple of guys and I know that they, they were looking at it, they said it's going to be rough two weeks, but when he gets the dogs in round three, he's going to be a captain. <laughs> and this is where we're at. They, he's suddenly there and people are going, no, I've got to get rid of him. So they're going back on their plans already. But, um, yeah, he, he's going to come good. He's too good not to come good. Um, he, they've just got to work out how to um, best counteract these uh, turbo shutdown games. But he's going to come good, and I think people trading him out are going to regret it sooner rather than later. It's a weird one because he looks a bit, I don't know, like he's carrying a potential niggle. I don't know. He's not his usual self out there bumping everywhere, and maybe it's a sign that he's carrying some sort of injury. I know there's been some mutterings about that, but, I mean, he's still named. He's, there's no real known concern there. So, I mean, we can't blame everything on on that. But um, the Bulldogs, though, we're talking about them as if he's going to roll over and you know, score 200 on them like he would have last year. But I don't know, something about them. They only conceded 18 points to the might of the Cowboys and Broncos combined. And, you know, yeah. that's an attacking arsenal that uh, you don't muck around with. So the fact, I don't think they're as pushover as we might have thought. Um, I know Joe Fitz jumped to their defense the other day when that was brought up, but um, I don't know, maybe it's the dogs bringing teams down to their level as they can do. They're a grinding kind of side. They get in your face and all that. Uh, they've got lots of TPJ and all that will get um, get up and about, but I don't know. Is this, if he doesn't score big this week, that, yeah, is this just a delete app? No, kind of no, mode? no. Because the contingency for holding him in, I reckon I'd be in the no camp here because I think he might turn up and, and go a bit bigger. But if he doesn't go this week, I mean, I don't know what you do because then he's just free-falling in cash. Yeah, but listen, he's 1.2 mil or 1, 1.25 mil or something like that. Has a huge break even of, you know, 300 plus. But he there's the potential he he bombs out, maybe he gets a 50 or 60 and he's going to drop 150K, which is a lot of cash, but, you know, Turbo's still going to be over a million dollars. So maybe take the risk, see how he goes against the dogs. He's not getting anywhere near 300, obviously, to to not lose cash. But, um, you know, you can run the risk, run him as a captain and see how he goes and then you, you lose out on $150,000. You can still trade him to anybody in the game and have plenty of cash up your sleeve. After mm. this, it's not like he's going to come down to rookie price. I mean, if it's the case that everyone's getting rid of him this week, I think there's five or six K that have moved him on so far. He's owned by 25 K as of last week. Uh, he almost could get into pod territory later down the track if everyone has yeah. moved him on. So <laughs> there's also that. Um, and I had a look back actually at the last few years in Supercoach for my own side. So I've had a look at value in my entire team and how it's moved. Uh, early days in the start of the season when all these you know cheapies and that start fattening out. And almost on uh, basically every year since 2018, my side has increased in value by 1.2 million over the course of the first two weeks where price rises have come into effect. So basically by round four, I think it is, my side is 1.2 million higher in value than it was at the start of the season. If Turbo, for example, is losing 150, 200 grand out of that, it's when you like relative, it's not that big a deal. Like no. you'll make up cash and make up ground elsewhere. I think the biggest thing is if your side's stacked in a way that you've got uh, plotters in certain positions where others have got guns, maybe that's an issue. But also yeah, conversely, how listen, shit are guns going? It's in, let's say 
I know, I know you're not a turbo owner, but let's say you were, and you mentioned before you've got to get rid of Russell because um, he's injured for a while and Lukey because he's coming off the bench now. And if you've got a $0 value there, then there's an argument to be made to downgrade turbo to a mm. guy who's scoring similarly, getting you a bunch more cash, and you can make those two upgrades. Um, yep. You know, so that, that improves your team, uh, you know, tenfold, really. It gets you scorers across the park. But just, you know, isolating Turbo to himself and just trading him because he's not getting the scores you were expecting. I don't think anybody bought Turbo at the start of the year expecting him to go at 130 again for the rest of the, you know, for this entire season. And if you did, if you can come out and tell me that, I'd say either you're a liar <laughs> or you're delusional because it was never going to happen. We saw plenty of evidence at the back end of last year that the game was tightening up and scores were coming a little bit um, harder to come by. So to think that he was going to go at that rate was just silly, really. But um, to now yeah. now saying that he's not getting those scores and I've got to dr- get rid of him before the price comes, I think people are just panicking. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to say I don't have him, so I don't have to worry about that. But it's... um. I think you, you've grabbed him for a reason and you're already going back on those reasons. Yeah, it's uh, it's a definitely interesting point. I think if you never trade him out, you never lose the cash. So that's also worth thinking about. But it's going to be an interesting one just to see. Imagine trading him out and then he goes and scores 200. I mean, yep. that's that's the risk. And I think pride will play a big factor in what super coaches do if they haven't already deleted the app. All right, Lakey, next question. I'll throw this one to you because it's your one bite that you got on Twitter. Uh, you did throw up. Did anyone have any questions for us? Please answer them next time. <laughs> oh, just... No, it was uh, <laughs> one punter at um, Motherwell um, has come with us and said, should we pr- prioritize early season points or cash generation? And he's given us the example Heinz or Schneider. So you can get, obviously, you get plenty of points with Heinz. He's killing it. He's the main guy at the Sharks and he's kicking goals and they're putting up points and blah, 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 blah. So had a, a 101 last week, was it? Hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Schneider, you know, obviously didn't play because he had COVID, but he's he's the starting half of the Raiders. He's goal kicking as well. So he's going to be putting up some points. He won't be getting as many. But what do you prioritize this early in the season? Um, it's a cop-out answer, but... You have to balance it. it it's got to be both. If you worry too much about cash generation at the sake of scoring points, you're going to fall too far behind the pack to um, get close enough to uh, make a run on the leaders if that's what you're going for in overall. Or if you're playing head-to-head, you you could you know be um, falling down the ladder and not being able to make finals at the back end of the year because you're just not scoring enough. Um, adversely, if you're not generating any cash you're not going to be able to finish with a gun enough side to make that same assault on those competitions but so there has to be a balance um for me i've always been a a runs on the board type if you can guarantee yourself getting some points and knocking them up and you've got cash generation coming from elsewhere then yeah i say go for the gun now personally Mm -hmm. um in this scenario it's a little bit different in this scenario heinz on the bubble this week so you can grab him and Schneider having only played the one game, you can wait a week and grab him next week if you don't have him already. Um, it becomes a little bit trickier since they're both at halfback and, and who you potentially trade out to get both of those guys. I don't know the actual situation, but yeah, you know, there's a 
there's a world where you can get both of them over the next two weeks if that's what you're looking at doing. But um, to answer the question in a nutshell, I say cash generation come. Uh, sorry, points comes first because you can generate cash from other areas. Started with uh, jokes about bathrooms, and now we're here philosophical supercoach questions. <laughs> that's the type of variety you get on this podcast. Yeah. Um, similarly with you, mate, I reckon 25 spots you've got to fill up. Um, I'm sure you've got enough cheapies in there to start making some cash. Maybe it's time now to focus on the points if that's the way your site is balanced. Get the guys that are on the bubble, huge break-evens that are likely to stick around. We'll talk about a few of them. But uh, other than that, if you've got gaps in your side like Harry Grant being out and that kind of thing, all the more important and more reason to grab a guy like Nico Hines who looks uh, – on top of the world at the moment. Uh, yeah. I'm just, yeah, didn't expect it to start this early, but clearly has. So great. Yeah. Anyone that's got man, like, no, one, no one's ever won 50K by having the highest valued team. They've got, you know, the points are on the board and they've got, you know, they, they get cash generation there, obviously. But yeah, the points is what matters. Certainly is. All right, Lakey, let's take a break here and we'll come back. We'll start chatting about center wing pods. There's quite a lot of them. Uh, halves, we'll go through them. Fords, traps, and then holds, and then the trade-in and trade-out targets of the round. Bit to get through. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. rather the good bad the ugly soundtrack to be fair yeah uh center wings mate they're the bane of our existence in this game and again this year it's thrown up more questions than answers guns aren't really flying but mid-rangers are uh, not bottom dollar cheapies or anything like that but it's our mid-rangers now who are the big targets for this week i'm gonna rattle off uh five or six names here of guys that i've just had a look at in the averages and um the ownership stakes are quite low for these guys Really, the big question, as we always have each year, is it just they're you know, on fire at the moment, purple patch, and it's about to fall? Or some of these guys, guys will eventually see in the 600K mark. That's a huge question. It's one you need to get right early. I'll rattle them off now, and then we'll chat through them one by one. Petahiku, cowboy extraordinaire. Who'd have thought? 360K, uh, huge price rise expected. Phil Sammy, 427K. Uh, Titans look a pretty good attacking side. A lot of shape going his way. Dominic Young, your boy, 339K. You mentioned him last week. Again, good week last week. A couple of tries to him. Corey Oates, uh, 345K. Does play for the Broncos. We love him. But, uh, yeah, not a name I expected to see here, but it's 2022. It's a strange year. Braden Burns, 440K. Uh, a little bit to like about him. Fingers crossed he can stay injury-free. And then Taylor May, a uh, bit of an po- interesting one because he's not on the bubble. He's going to play his first game this week. But 255K might fill a hole if you need it. In your side. So plenty of names there. Let's start at the top. Peter Hiku. Did you expect to see anyone talking about this guy 
uh, three rounds in. Uh, just Anton, really, being that he's an ex-warrior. But um, <laughs> no, you you threw up a stat last week that he had, what, 10 tackle breaks um, yep. against the dogs in week one. And we went, ha-ha, cool, anomaly, yeah, whatever. Um, and he's come out and, and dropped to 76 with you know without scoring a try either. He had a try assist, and you're a Cowboys fan. You would have saw that. The try assist he put on for uh, Kyle Felt was just ridiculous. I don't know how he went about it. Just practiced that all week. It's oh, yeah, that's right. The absolutely practiced it all week. It was meant to go to Felt on the full, but the bounce will take it anyway. But- he got an intercept. He threw like three offloads. Like he was doing stuff out there. It's not all base. He's still pretty good at that. But beyond that, it's like attacking stuff and making so many runs. He's getting involved in the play. Yeah, Whether it's new side, he gets on with the coach. It's he's strange. been phenomenal. Um, he's always been a good uh, super coach scorer, um, just sort of playing. Not that this team is much better than the previous Warriors teams um, on paper, I should say. But, um, no, it's just something's clicking for him and everything's going well and he's putting points on the board and um, not a name at all I expected to be talking about this early in the season, but he's killing it. Yeah, but really good break-even as well, and that's what catches the eye for a lot of people. Negative I think, um, 21. Not scoring a try. Hmm. So that's, um, I mean, it's huge cash potential over the next couple of weeks there and um, spot no issue with job security either, so... Uh, really good candidate for this week. Again, not someone I expected to be talking about. If you look at his history in the game, I mean, it's not—he's never reached any great heights, having moved around quite a lot of sides. He can average around the fifty mark. I think fifty-five might have been his best season in the last five or six. So, has potential to increase off that three hundred and sixty k. There's no doubt about it. But for me, biggest question is the Cowboys have never been a profitable centre side. So we've had the likes of Kane Lynn, Juzzy O'Neill, uh, Jordan Carr, who they're. Cohen Hess has been there at times, which goes to show how good we've been. But they've never been a side where there's points coming a lot um, on those edges. So I don't know, I'm a bit hesitant, but the fact that he's delivered two weeks in a row suggests that just maybe there's something there and it's a pretty risk-free play. Yeah, I wouldn't say risk-free, but it's uh, yeah, it's not the worst play you can make. Let's say you grab him in and he starts bombing again, then you know, with a negative break even that big, he's at least going to make... 100k 150k and you can trade him out in a couple of weeks it's not the end of the world you almost look at him and you're like 360k now what do you want out of him so do you want 100k sure you'll probably get that in a couple of weeks and then you move him on just make sure you got that tra- next trade in in mind think a few steps ahead so Absolutely. you know you're going to get a guy that goes up to 460 yeah. 500 maybe yeah identify now a guy one of the premium guys, someone on the slide perhaps, or maybe a, sen- uh, a second rower, a Jack Bird type that you want to get in and, and try and quickly bridge the gap to them. Phil Sammy next on the list, 427K. Uh, so a little bit higher priced, but a lot of shape going his way and you'd arguably a better attacking side. I think it's fair to say I'll give them their credit, but uh, Titans over the Cowboys that is. But uh, in terms of performance so far, I think number one, Thing that he did that won me over was the Gutherino over King Gutho. I mean, that was friggin' hilarious. Well done. Uh, highlight of the year in round one. Great stuff. Um, there is a potential that there's a job security risk with Corey Thompson coming back eventually, but more likely than not. Potentially, uh, Jermaine Asako there now, too. That's um, mm. dropped today. Asako's been granted the early release from the Broncos, is now at the Titans. Um, so he's another potential uh, winger that can come in and and take that spot. But, um, yeah, sorry, I was going to cut you off, but I, 
I, I agree. He's he's been phenomenal for the Titans, and they love going to his side. And he's um, proving they should. He's got three tries across the first two games, and he hasn't let them down yet. That is the concern though, that three tries in that first two weeks has bumped up that score a little bit. So you've got to consider in some days it's just not going to be their day. So they're going to have those right. scores Absolutely. dry up. So maybe. But, mate, like they've played the Eels, who are one of the top teams. And, hmm. um, you know, they've just, it's, it's almost like they've got the mindset of if we outscored the other team, we're going to win. Um, screw defense, we've just got to score more points. So they've, they've scored 48 through the first two weeks, which was uh, equal top scorers with Parramatta, I think, and Penrith, who are, mm. you know, both two cracking attacking sides. So um, if they keep getting into these back and forth attacking battles, then points are going to be there. And Sammy could potentially, he won't score a try a game. Um, it's very rare that wingers do that these days, but he's, uh, you know, he could put one on every two games or two on every three games at least. Dominic Young, your boy, uh, 339K. We did speak about him last week, playing outside Dan Gagai. It's been profitable so far. A couple of tries for him. Uh, projected to rise about 100K over the next couple of weeks if he continues mm-hmm. on his run. So pretty good cash generation here. The lowest of all the pricing here outside of Taylor May. But Dom Young, what do you like about him? Is Obviously, the base isn't maybe as high as some of the other guys here, but uh, you're pretty hyped about the Knights. Uh, if you were to be a neutral observer, would you suggest this is going to last? I, I don't think so. Um, I'm a Knights massive homer, and I don't think it's going to last. Um, I think our bubble will burst at some stage and potentially as early as this week against the Panthers. But um, both him and Gagai are killing it at the moment. Plenty of attack is going down their side, and they're troubling um, the teams they're coming up against. Gagai has been phenomenal um, and he's setting up Dominic Young. Big, strong guy. He's, you know, taller than most of the other wingers in the competition. He's only 19 or 20 years old, so he's pretty raw as well, but he's a genuine talent. Um, I, I wouldn't be expecting him to score every week. He won't do that. He'll have his bad weeks. He's shown, as I said, young, raw. He'll have his ups and downs, but um, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst. You know, what, what is he, 40K, 50K up from Sean Russell? It might be worth just a, a cheeky slap there. Cheeky slaps. Love him. Uh, shout out to us Saturday <coughs> at the Boundary Hotel. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting one. you got the draw up in front of me now. So you got Penrith this week. you got Cronulla next week. you got Manly after that, who maybe they've bounced back by that stage. So over the next few weeks, it's a little bit tougher. It's very tough. It's yeah, very so- tough draw. Yeah. So, that actually I mean, swayed me a little bit off, Dom Young. Yeah, that's right. And say it's all these three teams that we're coming up against are most likely uh, top eight sides by the back end of the year. Um, and so we're going to have a really tough run. And I don't think Dom's going to, perf- you know, getting the attacking stats that he has been in over the first fortnight. And um, so it could stall a little bit by in saying that it's similar to Hiku. He's got a a negative break even, um, and he, he should shoot up in price pretty quickly, even, you know, just by stepping onto the field. So if it does fail, again, you can maybe switch him out for a a, a more premium type option. What's the St. George draw, may I ask? Do you have that in front of you? 
Uh, so they got Sharkies this week. They've then got Parramatta the week after away from home. Then they come up against the Bunnies at away from home again. And then the Warriors after that. So, yeah, yeah a couple of interesting names there. Tough Let's up. say, this it's a guy that I've been keeping an eye on. It's Terrell Sloan. He's a, a superb attacking weapon. He's phenomenal in, phenomenal in round one. But come, like, the Dragons draw from two to six or whatever it is is really tough. So you could get a Hiku or a Young, ride that price up and jump onto a Terrell Sloan who could have a couple of rough weeks but then go gangbusters once the draw opens up a bit for them. Uh, next on the list, good chat on uh, Tyrell Sloan, actually, 447K, and wing fullback. Uh, so he's probably in this mid-range sort of area. So, no, good shout-out. Uh, next on the list here was Corey Oates, another one like Hiku we probably didn't expect to see here. But uh, in terms of Broncos, they've started the year pretty well, and he's done a, a few decent things out there. Hasn't averaged more than 46 since 2019. Uh, a couple of tries so far in his season, but they are shifting a lot out to his wing. If you compare the way that Cobbo and Staggs have gelled, Farnworth and Oates are doing a hell of a lot better out there for them. Has an easy-ish game this week against the Cows as well. So uh, probably not as popular as the other guys. Um, always conjecture about whether he's actually going to hold his spot in the side. He's a strange one, but Corey Oates, here we are talking about him. Round three, any love? Uh, no, he's a Bronco. There's no love there. But apart from that, <laughs> um, yeah, I would... I said in my um, team's analysis, actually, that's up on the site at the moment, that um, I, I never considered him. I had never even looked his way when I was looking at mid-price and owing options. Mm. Um, but he's been one of the best ones they've had. He's He's got a bit of a second row about him. He tried that in the past. So he can get in there and have the tough hit up when they're coming out of the back end. And he's, he's not afraid to get stuck in there. And... He, he's just about one of the best finishes in the game. So it's almost like every time they go across to the left there, he's going to somehow find a way to put the ball down uh, inside the left touchline. Um, if the Broncos' attack keeps going the way it's going, and the way that the rules are, the Broncos were built for it, really. They're a big forward pack, and they can get the drive going and then work the little men outside of that. So I think he's got a bit of improvement in him. He's um, I don't think it's a, a bad shout at all to be looking at Corey Oates. I only made one error across two games, which is very un oats like. So maybe it's his season after all. Uh, Braden Burns next on my list here. I thought, having a look at his stats, he was pretty good in the first couple of weeks. Against us, came off a little bit early with an HIA. Uh, but last week, scored a try, was very strong out there. Good base. He just needs a bit of luck, I feel, this poor guy. 440K, so a little bit mid-range. But uh, last six games he's played at centre include four last year with the Rabbitohs. 69, Lel, love that number. And uh, I don't know, it's something about Braden Burns and the Doggies this year. Mate, I, again, I wrote the Doggies in the Mega Guide and all I said about Braden Burns was I wanted to see him fit and healthy and having a genuine mm. uh, run. And he's looking that. He looks fired up. He looks great when he's out on the field and he's putting up points. He can score. He's, you know, great with the ball in his hands and, and great for super coach. We've known that for ages. It's just that injury history that has held us off. But he's looking great at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be a, talking anybody out of, of grabbing him. He's played uh, two of their easier games. They've got a really tough run coming up uh, based on last Manly, year's Melbourne, finishes. Manly, Melbourne and Penrith the next yeah. two games. So it could be a bit lean for him, but... Um, He's a genuine star. Yep. 
Agreed. One try, one try assist for him. So getting work done out there. Doggies look a little bit better than they have previously. So maybe a guy like Burns is one to profit. And then finally, Taylor May, uh, 255K. He's a guy I've only put in this list because I'm struggling for cash. I had a bit of a go around at making trades this week uh, during the day. And then, uh, yeah, just really couldn't find enough cash for the guys I wanted. And a guy like Taylor May, six to eight weeks, as we said, for Toe. Uh, we don't always like bringing in cheapies. In fact, it's one of our golden rules. Don't bring in a cheapie until they're about to play the third game. But, uh, I don't know, he looked okay last year and he's got a bit of hype about him playing on the, the wing at Penrith. They're scoring tries for fun. Um, I don't think it's the worst play in the world to bring him in. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think so either. It was only two weeks ago we basically started with nobody, you know, everybody from scratch. So it's not that far f- removed from actually having him in our starting squads, which we were all hoping would be the case anyway. I think, you know, Taylor May was in my preseason draft side at one stage. Um, yeah, he's a he's in the right team. He's on the right wing for it. But I would be cautious. You know, we don't want to go wasting trades. You don't know what's going to happen in the next two weeks. Does he hurt himself, et cetera, et cetera. So... I'm more of the wait and see, get him in before his third game. Nah, waste a trade, who cares? Turn Do it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> We've said we've got so many at the start. Use a, big yeah, that's a, use a trade got a billion What am I talking about? <laughs> there you go, plenty of time to fix the mistakes. Uh, all right, just to round that out, we did talk about who we should look at in the future as guys that we should flip to once these cows fatten out as much as they can. A guy high on my list is Zach Lomax, so currently mm. 497k. We did talk about the Dragons having a tough run, mm-hmm. so hopefully that steadies. He's got a 41 break even, not going anywhere. Tough luck with that HOA call last week. That was all the talk, uh, the bloody nose and whatever it was, but was just Jack out Bird, some minutes there. Uh, I think he or did he? No, he got sin binned. Sorry, right. Uh, Lomax got binned, missed out on 10 minutes there. So even with that binning, he got 50 points, which just goes to show how good he's started. This year, solid enough player. Um, one I'm very high on, 16% owned. So that's who I'm looking for in the future. Uh, do you have anyone else in mind, higher price that you're looking at? Gagai? Uh, at the centre wing, hmm. um, I'm, as I spoke about Terrell Sloan, um, and it seems to be a big Dragons heavy pod here, but I like Jack Bird as well. I'm sort of seeing a switch to the more traditional um, second rower type game the center wings probably not scoring as frequently as we're used to so the prices won't be as um, proficient so we might be back to the days where we just stack our center wings with guys that are playing in the second row so you know you and Aikens, Bo Firmers and um, Jack Birds of the world All righty, halves time. Uh, I don't know why I played the raucous sound because it hasn't been <laughs> it's much not, it's been to, anything uh, but that. celebrate Certainly has. Uh, if you look at the top 10 or, or whatever, which you've done, I, I might throw to you for that one. But Nico Hines, far and away the best uh, in terms of averages for half and 5.8 to start the season. So averaging 87 is only two rounds. A lot can change. But so far, so good for him. He looks settled. He looks the linchpin of that attack. So he's uh, wasted no time at all kicking goals. Well, kicking one, the important goal, and missing a few others. The goal. Yep. The goal. There you go. And uh, scoring a ton last week. So just him and... Jerome Hughes actually have scored tons in the halves. There you go. Uh, what can I help you with, Siri? Uh, find me some good trades. There we go. Maybe that's our pod next week. Siri, tell us who to trade. <laughs> yeah, I've got big speed, so we'll Between the two of them, we'll get it working. Oh, there you go. Actually, that's a good rivalry. There you go. Maybe that's one for later in the year. 
Uh, I've had a look at actually, actually some of the uh, price per point. So some of the guns, as we've said, not firing, but Munster 8K per point. So, uh, sorry, eight and a half along with Jerome Hughes. So a little bit uh, expensive compared to Nico Hines, who's only costing you 8K. So that's why he's uh, so much on the bubble this week. Despite his relatively high price tag, he's definitely churning out a lot more output. But then if you look below those guys, and these are names, again, did not expect to see here. The Cowboy combination could have been premiership winners, but Jake Clifford and Tom Dearden, currently top 10 for average and cost less than 6K per point. So there's value in the mid-range What's your read on halves so far? Um, actually, who are your halves? Maybe we'll start with that. My halves at the moment are Sam Walker and Dylan Brown. So I'm pretty happy with the way Brown's going. He would have had a big game in round one, if not for being switched out into the centers. Sam Walker's been a bit touch and go, uh, but I think the Roosters attack will click um, sooner rather than later. So I'm happy to sit on those guys for the moment. Not exactly comfortable, but happy with it. They're probably not um, comfortable if you're sitting on them, but... No, especially Sam Walker. He's only a slight little thing. So oh, that's the step, though. That was unreal. Oh, the first couple of minutes, mate. he just looks better, confident. He uh, he does. You, it's just I think playing with Tedesco, you know, healthy Tedesco, a healthy Kiri, um, the big names in that Roosters side. It's really probably filling him with confidence, and um, I think he's going to be better for it. But it's it's um, as far as what do I make of the halves? It's anyone's game. Throw a dart this year. Hmm. It's a strange one, I reckon. So we talked about price per point. I forgot to mention Cody Walker, $33,000 he's costing uh-huh. you per point. So uh, <laughs> not a lot of uh, output there from young Cody. He's got a bit to warm up to this season so far. But uh, my halves actually, so you, you and I have gone a couple of different. I assume you've got Schneider and Ilias. Yes, correct. Riding the bench, the yeah, bench. same as me. I've got Toby Sexton and Jerome Luai. So I don't think... Yours are as well, they're not, you know, out of this world weird picks or anything like that. But for me and for you, I think they haven't set the world on fire, but it hasn't mattered because there's only really been one genuine out and out superstar, and that's Nico. So yeah. Hughes had a big round, round one. Munster settled in like he was out for no time at all last week as well. So there's those guys, but maybe the gap between the best and the worst or the mid ranges isn't as high as it has been previously until old Matt Cleary gets back. Yeah, that's right. And so clearly it's just a different beast, isn't he? But, yeah, to, to see names like in the top 10 for average um, and even in the top 10 for total points, you've got Jake Clifford and uh, Tom Dearden. I mean, you could have given me 100 guesses at the start of the year and those guys would not have featured in it. I'm going to look up WhatsApp because I reckon I said something about Dearden in the offseason. You keep talking, I'll find it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, other names that... Brace the list, as you said. Top three are Nico, Munster, and Hughes as far as averages goes, which is pretty expected. But then, um, you know, the names we don't expect in here, uh, AJ Brimson, he had a 71 last week, so it puts him right at the top. You know, got Jake Clifford, as we spoke about. Connor Tracy, he's actually playing in the centres, scored a try, I think, and, and racked up a 67. So that's put him up in, um, you know, number six for as far as the halves go. So it's a, it's a few um, strange ones. DCE and Ben Hunt fall below these other names that we wouldn't expect to be anywhere you know, near it. It's hmm. it's bizarre. And say Adam Clune, number 20. So the Knights voted preseason as the worst halves pairing in the competition have, uh, as far as Supercoach goes, have two top 20. 
I haven't found anything that I've said about Deard in, in this chat here, but just looking at uh, some Broncos fans in our WhatsApp group, uh, Adam Stiles on the 28th of August 2020, give Deard in one or two seasons with the right coach and he'll be special. Uh, Wilfred, Tommy Deard and a couple of fire emerges. Uh, Josh Langdon slash when in Rome. God damn it, you guys have got Deard in now. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we were looking too far. Uh, well, we needed to look a bit back. Back to the future, and then uh, Tommy did, and was always a superstar right under our noses. So maybe it's not a surprise after all. Uh, but anyhow, I think um, long story short for halves, I reckon Cleary's your man this season. But nine hundred and fifty odd k, are we going to see a turbo style decline when he comes back, nursing a shoulder injury? Maybe he doesn't get the run of the green or rub the green that they had last year with the way that style of play is going these days. Is it? A case of wait and see, wait for a guy like Cleary to come back into range and then pounce, and maybe a stepping stone is Nico Hines? Potentially. I think we always aim to have the best of the best, don't we? So it could be a case of Cleary um, as your starter, Nico on the bench, vice versa. So that could be your, your two guys. And then maybe running with a Munster at um, 5'8", if you can swing that, but it's going to be hard to get that this year, I think. Um, but, yeah, Cleary, I think, is the the pinnacle in the position. So he's got to be your uh, overarching goal. But how you get there is the big question. I've got, I've gone even further back. I'm talking. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> just ignore you. But uh, 2019, uh, when in Rome, conf- uh, did and going huge. This is when he watches them at training. I think the long-term halves pairing, <laughs> this, is, this is great. God. When in Rome, uh, 7th of May 2020, I think the long-term halves pairing is Croft and Dearden. Oh. <laughs> Ever the insight there. What's that? Broncos can't possibly lose Dearden, Can right? We'll post that to, is it NRL Twit, the images there? Uh, proceed, unfortunate events. Yep. Uh, Dearden must come in. Dearden is the clear standout for me when I get to see them train. I've had my fun. All right, I'll stop. Uh, stop poking the bear but there you go uh i think for me halves absolute lottery you and i have you know stayed with the ship so far but cody walker get rid of him yeah is that where we land yeah i think Lovely. so he's just not showing enough and he's too expensive to be you know worrying about cody walker at the moment so flick him on to the next best option another one another soundbite fords mate this is a interesting one um, dual flexibility for me is becoming a huge issue. And the reason that I've struggled so much with trades today was because I don't have anyone at front row or second row that I can swap between those two positions. So I don't have Mama C as you do, your boy cheapy that's going to get me a medium rest take. But uh, for me, it's just really becoming an issue if I've got outs. So I'm carrying a couple of cheapies on the bench there. Uh, Toy Kamano has to go. Um, I don't have a lot of options here at the front row. Um, have you had a look at the dearth of options that genuine everyone in the game has at front row to start season 2022? Well, as I say, as much as I did put that stake bet on, I actually pivoted away from Omicia to start the year. Um, so I've got the two kings riding my pine, which is a fairly popular combination, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as the rest of the cheapies go, you've got your JTB who's out injured, um. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. Leo Thompson, the Knights boy who I spoke about at the start of the year and you gave me all sorts of grief because I was just pumping the Knights tires, but he's been phenomenal. He had a 45 last week um, 
absolutely killed it. Looks like he's going to be a bit more in the rotation with the news that David Clemmer has had knee surgery, so he's going to be missing for a couple of weeks. So Leo Thompson's 175K and uh, could make you a, a handy uh, couple of dollars over the next few weeks. Would be great, but my main issue is the points. So with two cheapies already on the bench, so I've got uh, uh, right, Bulldog right. King and Fafita. So my big thing is this week I need some points up front. Stefano was dreadful the last two weeks, so he's got to go. He scored the try over the line, then not to be lost it. But even before that, his minutes are terrible, his base is rubbish. So he's got to go. The Tigers are in a world of hurt. So I need someone that can generate me some points. Looking around here, I looked at the top 15 14 highest averaging second row and front row forwards combined. Only two of them are available in front row. That's Payne Haas and Pangai Jr. who's yep. played the one game. Only three, uh, which includes Isaiah Papali, average more than 60. Uh, back in the day, front rowers would just, you'd get a few, three, four, that you could just set and forget, keep them there. They're not going to go set the world on fire, but they're also going to score you at least 55 points a game, that kind of thing. This year, it's been struggle street. Mate, do you? Uh, I, I got to admit, I haven't seen your team, but do you have Jairo? That's great. I don't. Yeah, and so that is a genuine option. I'm thinking a straight of straight swap. Um, I think it'll cost you five hundred dollars. So, and he's averaging fifty eight, fifty nine, something like that. Um, he's playing. You know, I wouldn't say he's playing well, but he's putting points on the board. He's on the field. Um, Jesse Big Bromwich, minutes, actually. Big yeah. Minutes. And say so Jesse God, Bromwich. I, not played, I have not played Jesse Bromwich for. I know four it's years. it's a massive, <laughs> you know, gamble. Um, but he came back last week and scored a, a sixty. Um, and he's only three hundred and forty k. So there's a couple of uh, you know, Jairo is not a pod, but you know, Bromwich is a pod option there. And there's a couple of guys floating around those price ranges if you wanted to go that route. Joe Tarpane, a little bit um, cheaper. He's what five eighty. Uh, sorry, 485. He's got a 50-plus average and uh, has been cleared to play in Queensland for the next couple of weeks. So you have some options, my friend, just whether you want to go that route. It's not the end of the world, but definitely need to get rid of Stefano. Who knows? He'll probably score three tries. None of that well, do it. But he scored a try on the weekend, but he did. Um, ended up going to the review and, and just dropped it at the last minute. So definitely has it in him. And he's when he's close to the line, he's hard to bring down. Uh, that was 60 points in one afternoon, actually. Set it mm-hmm. on the Sunday pod. So I had him and St- in uh, Katoni Stags both give yep. tries and then dropped it. Simple ones. You know, what are you doing, boys? Supercoach and counts. Here's an option for you, the new starting yeah. uh, front rower at the Panthers, Matthew Eisenhuth. Mate, I love him for yes. draft. Every year he seems to pop up. He'll play a few starting games and he just gets stuff done out there. Uh, he, what price is he? He's at 335 off top of head. That's not bad. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely made for super coach. He, he's got offloads. He, you know, when he's on, I think it's three years at the Tigers, his, uh, three of his first four years, he was at a 55 or above average. So he can definitely put points on the board. Um, was playing at the lock there. So, you know, not too different to playing prop, um, as far as, you know, a middle of the field type worker. So it's a definite option for you if you wanted to yep, add Mitch, a bit of cash yeah. to. Mitch Kenny on the bench as well as Jamin Salmon. Uh, yeah. I suspect this is going to change come game day, but Fisher-Harris is carrying an injury as well. That's so, right. Jeez, Matty Eisenhuth, who'd have thought? 330K, yeah. I think the price is right. Uh, that's one I'll definitely look into because I do need to make up some price. Uh, so that's front row, so I think it's been a bit painful to start the season, but at least the cheapies are okay. Second row, though, um, throw a dart at some 
names here because I think if there's one spot that's doing relatively consistently well, it's second row. I'll rattle off some names. Kikau, 519K. Frizzell, 571. Olakuatu, 512. Isaiah Yo 503, and Jairo, as we mentioned, 458k. Top of that range, you got Frizzle and TPJs at 570k as well. Um, one thing, and I started that whole spiel on I don't have dual flexibility there, um, Arrow and Pangai are the only ones that you can mm-hmm. flip up and down. And I think that's almost going to become quite important this year because you've got all these late outs and carrying cheapies and that you need at a, a pinch to be able to move some guys around. So if you were to stack those players up, is there a name that strikes you as a, a guy you'd favour? As far as a duel, um, yeah, probably Pangai. Not even as a duel, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, does oh, dual flexibility win out then over potentially a guy like Kicker? No, it's not, something, it's not something I prioritise personally. <laughs> it's good to have if you've got the right player. But it's not something I go looking for thinking I've got to get a dual guy in so I can cover a few bases. Um, you know, I think with the forwards, it's easier to get a bit of depth to um, fill those spots. Maybe not this year, but in previous years, we've been able to get a bit of depth and and um, have some guys on the bench that we could, you know, play at a pinch. But, um, mm. yeah, so it's a long story i suppose but i don't go looking for a second row front row just to bring him in based on his um flexibility there fair well something i was really looking at and i was gonna have to pay a premium to go a guy like pangai jr but arrow offers that to me at a you know clip under 120 odd k less than pangai so uh, there you go that might be swaying we swaying me but i was looking at a guy like uh kick out i've said we've said before he's rocks and diamonds this last couple of weeks has been nothing but diamonds for him. There's mm-hmm. a bad game coming around the corner. Ola Kawatu, I thought in a yeah, in a bad yeah, there you go. In a badly beaten side last week, he was getting eighty minutes out there. Looked an attacking threat when not many others on that field did. So I thought um the reason we all jumped off him was because of that injury in the off season. That's didn't matter, right. he was there that's round the, one and that's he's the only reason I done handsomely. Didn't have him is because of that concern about the elbow injury. I'm a huge guac fan. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a way that I can get him in as soon as possible. I just think second row is two stacks. So I need to go someone a bit more expensive at front row. So that might be where I land. But I think mm-hmm. the second row, you've got so many options there. Curran, we didn't even mention. Um, Cam Murray, I've got him already, but a bit higher priced. Hey man, um, Isaac Huth is a second row, front row jewel as well. Oh, oh there you go. Jeez, mate, you have absolutely sold um, me. That's Probably right. lemon, but you've sold him. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you yep. very much. I've got um, shares. Quickly on some trade outs, would you be getting rid of? We did mention Angus Crichton at the top. Uh, I won't spoil you. I won't spoil it. I'll, no, I'll talk about Crichton, but then we'll leave it for the the final segment. So anyway, Crichton is he a turfer? Yeah, I probably would be leaning that way. Agreed. I think we've all all said you can fix mistakes. If it turns out Crichton comes on and scores three hundred tries, and they finally shift the ball down his edge, go for it. But I think for now, break even's high, price is high. Not and he's on the bench. Uh, That's up. right. So it's yep, just exactly. everything's pointing to the negative there. Oh, did you see that? <laughs> did you see that? Uh, a lot of people either looking at break-evens or looking at big scores last week and trying to replicate it. We know in Supercoach it can be a fickle game. We've got some traps here, people to avoid, at least what we think. Uh, rattle them off. Uh, the Storm King. No. You don't Disagree. think he's a trap? I don't. Um 
just because he's he's shown or oh, Bellamy's shown his hand playing him as the starting lock that he's well up the pecking order at the Storm. I think even when Cheese comes back and they relegate um, King to the bench, that he's going to be the first prop off um, filling in for Nass, probably splitting minutes with Nass and, and Bromwich. So I think he still maintains uh, 40 to 45 minutes per game um, and can still knock up a pretty consistent score. That's a fair shout. I mean, we are carrying guys like Fafida, uh, you know, people that have Momosia and all that kind of thing, and they're, we're just hoping that they do something out there. Mm. And, and Whereas, Max King is doing playing that same role. He's the first mm. guy off the bench for the um, Dogs, and he's putting in a ton of effort and scoring 53 uh, per game, I think, at the moment. So there's no reason that Josh King can't play the same role down in Melbourne. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I was going to call him a trap, but maybe there's some it. suggestion there Go that for he it. can't That's the completely fall. Point, mate. We've got a, we don't agree on everything. You know, everyone's got their own thoughts on the game. So tell me why he's, he's a trap. trap. If he's not, I don't think he'll make a hundred k. Okay, I think over the next month, I don't think he'll make a hundred k. So we'll come back and revisit that one. You yep. know what? He's probably going to score a try in four weeks from now and ruin that. But anyway, for me, I think um, you're not going to get the benefit you might think you will. So if you've already got him, great stuff. Uh, Will Smith, we did mention him last week. He's been benched. He does have a negative break even, but it's Will Smith. So yeah. don't no. trade him in. That's okay. a clear trap. Nat Butcher, bit of a more interesting one because he's got a negative break even and starting this week over Angus Crichton. Maybe yeah. it's a reward for a pretty good game last week. I think the only reason I'd grab Nat Butcher is if I had a uh, play in mind to flip him pretty quickly. Um, he's got the 114 in his rolling average for the next couple of weeks, so he's going to make some big cash in a hurry. Shown he can, like does have that attacking flair, obviously, but just that Crichton hanging over him, um, mm. you've got to think he comes back and earns the starting spot at some stage. Maybe this is just a kick up the ass from you know Coach Robinson that they need to get Crichton back and firing. Yeah, I mean, if you look at um, Butcher's Points per minute over the last four years, uh, including this year's on 1.35, that huge game last week. But before that, he floats around the sort of um, he's one point per minute, 1.2 mm. for a couple of stretches there. So, I mean, he's had patches throughout his seasons where he's um, either played starting or come off the bench and scored. So, he's um, had these weird – and that's why his price is so high. You wouldn't imagine that for a benchy, but there you go. Like, he's a guy that will catch the eye this week, I think, because of that huge break even. And as you said, a quick cash grab, not the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, but I just have no idea what, how they're going to play him. So week to week could be a risk. So we'll make cash, but at 400K could be a risk points-wise, and I think that's where we're at at the moment. Uh, next trap for me, it's not a uh, trade in, but it's a potential trade out, and I think it's trading out Harry Grant. Um, you know, it's, it's a crazy one, and people, it's an absolute luxury trade just for one week. But yeah. again, if you're thinking about doing it just because he's not there, hold off. Yeah, exactly right. You started with him, you know, if you started with him, it sucks um, only having him one one of the first three weeks, obviously, considering what he did last week when he tore apart the, the bunnies early on. But, um, yeah, there's no point trading him out. You just want to get him back in. There's two trades wasted. You probably won't be able to afford him straight away, so you're going to have to, you know, tear your team apart to get him, blah, 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 blah. Just hold on for another week. He's got COVID early this week. It's, you know, seven days he has to sit out. He'll be back for round four, certainly. And to Alungi and to the same vein, uh, yeah, out for a so. head knock this week. So, yeah. Uh, Listen, the only reason so. Tua Alungi's 
out definitely um, is because there's only five games, five days between games, you know, playing the Sunday to the Friday. It just wasn't enough time to go through the concussion protocols, even if he was 100% okay. You know, he doesn't be able to pass all the protocols um, that the NRL have put down. So definite miss this week, but he should be back the following. Any other traps catching your eye, mate? No, nothing that uh, stands out. No shillers um, at the moment. No, it's not the end of the pod, but we want to give our love to some guys here and guys we think we should hang on to. So I didn't spoil it and almost did. Uh, Lakey, who are you holding on to against maybe better judgment? I'm sticking fat with uh, Dave Fafita at the moment. Um, It could be against, as you said, better judgment. Um, I didn't like what I saw from him on the weekend. He went missing. You were very frustrated. I was very frustrated. Yep. Bloody Um, Holbrook. Bloody Holbrook. But it turns out that, you know, just running around in the 35-degree sun for 60 minutes as he was can lead to some cramping. So that was the reason he got pulled. And um, I watched the presser afterwards, and and Holbrook was just singing his praises. Dave's done so good for us. He's done this. He's done that. He's chasing kicks and blah, blah, blah. So basically kissing his ass for a guy that was doing nothing. Plays at night this week. Um so I'm hoping the cooler uh, conditions means he can stay on the field for 80 minutes and actually put mm. in. But um, I just want to – I'm holding this week to see how he goes. 128 Mix. break even. It's yeah, that's say It's missable. not – Unmissable. That's right. He's done that a few times over the last few years. It's obviously a different game this year. But, I mean, as you said earlier, you only lose the cash if you trade him out. And um, if, if he comes out and knocks out 80s from now on, then – I'm, I'm not losing too much. Uh, I do like not owning him, though, and I'm, I've always just keep so quiet because you just learn in this game. You can uh, you know, crow the fact that you don't own these highly owned guys and, you know, I made the call at the start of the year not to do it, probably against better judgment, but two weeks in, he's averaging 56. Take that, Lakey. Uh, cop that. Hope he goes <laughs> shit again for you this week, buddy, and you should have traded him out. But anyway. How's um, <laughs> and on Tony Staggs going? <laughs> there we go. Move on to my boy. Uh, Katoni Sags would have thought my boy's a Bronco, but there you go. I'm holding on to him. He was an easy trade-out, I thought, this week just because you know he's failed the last couple of weeks. A lot of errors in his game, including a big one last week against the Dogs where he should have scored, didn't. But I think signs are there that he's warming into it. He and Cobbo look pretty lethal out there, and I think it's very hard to trade him out against the Cowboys this week. Going there, watching it live, imagine seeing him put a hat trick on and me having traded him out. Like, that's just an all time I'll never watch football again. (laughs) Yeah, that would hurt. It's like, um, it's like going down the pub and putting 20 bucks on the team your team's playing against. Either way, you're going to win. You've either made money or your team has won the game. So, yeah, you got to stick up. And I know a lot of people in the top 10 for trade-out, so maybe we uh, pivot there. But again, like it's a bit of a rage trade kind of thing. He's 400K, so again, not like he's going to shed a, a ton of cash. So I don't know, hold him if you've brought him in at that price, early doors. He's a guy that can go quite large. We know that. Great, uh, great friend on him. Coming up against a side that's due to concede some points. So he's number two on the trade-out list this week. 5% of teams that own him are getting rid of him, or 5K. So, yeah, very popular move. I think it might be the wrong one. Uh, hang on to this guy because he looks the goods. Um, other than that, there's a couple of names that are they're quite straightforward. Actually, your boy Fafita is number five on that list. So that's a bit surprising. 
Brian Toto, he's gone. Uh, smart play. Tom Turbo, obviously at the top. We've spoken to death about him. Crichton, a lot of people are moving him on. Number three on this list here. And a couple of ones that surprised me here. Uh, Lachlan Ilias, uh, 3,000 trade-outs. Mm. So owner's a bit frustrated with those teenage scores, but he is a, probably a teenager himself. So there you go. You've got to cut him some slack. The bunnies will get better. And then Reed Marnie. Um, a very highly priced hooker and without Harry Grant this week becomes up there in terms well, of premium. Was the Reed Marnie move just simply to get Harry Grant? Will that I now reverse? Have to say, yeah. That will probably reverse um, with Grant being out. There you go. So Harry Grant's actually number seven on the trade-in targets that will dwindle. Um, some interesting names. So Nico Hines at the top, unsurprising. We said head and shoulders above the pack in terms of halves, so... No real issue with people getting him in. Billy kick out, yep, break evens, gone well in a good attacking side. But be prepared for a down game. Don't get, uh, don't get your hopes up. It's uh, two good ones, one bad. Generally with hick- with uh, kick out, Hiko, Hiku, my guy, Hiku. number three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. there we kick go. Out? Kick, kick Hiku? out, Kiku, Kiku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's playing like uh, the second row beast. Certainly is. Um, he's number three, so never thought I'd see the day, but there you go. A couple of other cheapies. Uh, Clifford, Jay Clifford, number six there. Can't score forever, can he? Had a very lucky try last week for you guys. But again, um, it's that time of year where you, know, you see these guys scoring big in the early days. You bring him in. Do you regret it? It's nine times out of ten, yes. Yeah. A guy like Clifford? Yeah. <laughs> Buyer beware, but does kick goals. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. We've seen that the the floor on the goal kickers can be pretty handy. So it, it probably won't be the worst, but I don't think he's going to break any records. No. Um, Lakey, I'll give you the final word while I fix my side up because I have I think I've landed on my three trades for this week. So potentially talk us through what you're doing with trades and then captaincy. Yeah. I, Fill I, some time. Honestly, I can't say I've looked too closely at the trades at the moment. Um, I want to be getting out. Um, the Deadwood, the Sean Russell. I've got Brennan Priakura, who's not doing anything at the moment. He's just floating around being an NPR. So I might look at guys um, like a Leo Thompson or something of that ilk, some of the cash generators um, at this stage. As I said earlier, I want to try and get um, the guac in. So if I can somehow swing uh, one of maybe a Jeremiah Nanai, uh, somehow get some cash and trade him up to a, a guac, then that's something I'm going to seriously consider. So I reckon I finally landed on what I'm going to do, mate. All so right, Stefano, see you later. Stefano out for Matt Eisenhuth. Uh, Helam Lukey out for, sorry, uh, Peter Hiku in for Sean Russell. And then I can flick up one of my second row jewels uh, from centre up to second row and bring in... Um, Old mate, Knights guy. <laughs> Dominic Young. <laughs> That's the one. And uh, still have about 50K to spare. There you go. So there you go. I reckon I've landed on it. Matt Eisenhuth, who'd have thought? There you um, go. Yeah. here first. And I can blame you forevermore if this one doesn't play out. Absolutely. Matty, uh, love the fact we've got trades because I think I might need it in a few weeks. But anyway, <laughs> for now, glad to have some good point scoring ability in my front row. We definitely need it. All right, Lakey, round three is a very big, very big week. As you said, not the biggest week, but I disagree uh, for Supercoach <laughs> this year. So it's a real big chance to fix some of the mess you might have created or consolidate a really good start to the year. So hopefully you're in the, that boat there. I know you're gearing up for that one. So 
Yeah. Uh, season's turned itself around in the space of a week. So glad to see for you. You're up and about. Knights are two and two. Let's I'm go. up to Suncorp to get my heart broken again. It's going to be a fun week's time. All the best for you. Uh, final tip, my captain is going to be Ryan Pappenhausen, and I'm going to VC Jerome Lua just because nice. I can. And I'm never yes, going to use like the VC it. loophole with Lachlan Ilias there. So <laughs> <laughs> come on down, Ryan Pappenhausen. Thank you for joining me, Lakey, and chat to you next week, champ. You will. Champs you for a while. You haven't champed for a long time. You will in a couple of weeks when I want to shit the bed. <laughs> <laughs>